Spotify is. Dude, if we need to be PC, we can't say thank you for listening because maybe somebody, you know, didn't listen. They read the Braille recording of our recording. And then it doesn't make any sense. Can you get off your phone? Hold on. We're trying to do a show here. Come on. Stop texting your girlfriend. All right, we back? Yep, we're back. Welcome to Drawing the Line with Nate Draken and sitting across the aisle from me, not even the aisle, the dilapidated poker table is Parker Ballner. Say it how it is. Say it how it is. It's a dilapidated poker table that we don't play poker on. We just podcast on. Yep. (laughs) So that's what poker tables are used for. We got a big show for you coming at you guys today. We're going to talk kind of a quick rundown of the debates, a couple things in pop culture that I kind of want to address, and... Hopefully we'll get up and out of here pretty quick because it is what six thirty on a on a Friday. Yeah, and we you know, you know me all my all my Friday plans. I know. I mean, we got to get going. We're gonna a full day of hit the eating and going places. Maybe have a and dr- possibly drinking. consuming alcohol. Maybe have some al- have an alcohol a single but alcohol. only one one only alcohol al- only one alcohol. Be responsible. Be responsible. just diving right into it talking about the last debates and the fact that parker of owner still owes me a dollar i do owe you a dollar because andrew yang didn't wear a tie my boy yeah the most that was reasonable not Democrat. a good bet to make i don't want to talk too much about it i'm sure it's been it's been harped on in the news all the time just to run down my my couple of opinions joe biden seemed to be doing a lot better until the very end which he asked everyone to just go to a website up. that didn't exist well, he said he was. He meant to say text this phone number, right? So apparently, people bought the URL. To, oh, I'm sure. And they yeah, yeah, like yeah. directed it somewhere else. Of course, because that's what you do. As any as any good citizen would. Tulsi Gabbard absolutely destroyed Kamala Harris, which was wonderful to see. Yeah, I think Kamala Harris. She kind of got attacked. Bit of a jerk. Cory Booker was just angry and shouting and. That was Cory Booker. My least favorite, Bill de Blasio, got nowhere because I just think he's a communist. And if McCarthy was around today, he'd point a finger. (laughs) (laughs) McCarthy would be after him. And, of course, you know, the one true love of my heart, it's not – she's not – wasn't on the stage. But, you know, she's forever in my heart, Marianne Williamson. Uh, I know know she wasn't even a part of this debate, but, you know, I just can't stop. That kind of hurts, man. Can't stop thinking about it. Do you know why she wasn't a part of the debate? Well, she was on the first – she was the first debate. Oh, yeah, she was the first night. Yeah, you're right. So I wish – I wish – I really want – God, I just need – I need a debate that is just – Well, we just – we need her to be on both nights. Yeah, true. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she just debates both nights back to back. If I had my perfect debate, it would be Biden – Warren Sanders, okay, Bill De Blasio because he's just insane. <laughs> just just to see what he says. Just to see what he says. Andrew Yang, my boy, and Marion Williamson. If that could be the debate setup, yes. Hey, you All never you it. never know. Once they start thinning out the numbers a little bit, maybe they'll be the only ones left. I you know what I hope I hope those are the only ones left. That'd be that'd be kind of nice. I could do without Kirsten Gillibrand and. Cory Booker. Well, I mean, that. there's just too many people in general. Like I've like just watching the debate, it just you feel like you barely get any of the answers you want, and you barely get to hear policies, and it just seems like it's just one person talks at a time, and you never get to everybody. And there's people that don't talk. There's people that talk too much, 
And it's just, you know, if it's a debate, you got to have smaller numbers. That's well, the way I, I see it. I think a lot of that's up to the commentators, and they just don't. I mean, Don Lemon did a terrible job. Yeah. Some of the commentators, the first debate, I don't remember her name, did a did a phenomenal job. Oh, she did an amazing job. Or Don Lemon, yeah, whatever. You're I talking know. about the moderators, right? Yeah, the moderators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that job's hard, dude. I know it is. But to manage be, a debate that big, you gotta be, you gotta be strong. You gotta be, uh, that, uh. Shut, shut your face. I'm talking. <laughs> you exceeded your time limit. Yeah, that's true. You do gotta put your foot down. So, all right. Well, moving moving on from that, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to get too far far into that. I wanted to I wanted to talk about an article that I I kind of addressed in our last podcast when I was saying that Ilhan Omar implied that white people, white men are more dangerous than Islamic terrorists. Oh, terrorism. And I yeah. said that that wasn't based on any the statistically that's not the case. So I don't I didn't really do a very good job explaining that, that up. Uh, or until I that found up. this article and until, shared it with you. Yes, until our friend over here Parker Bonner sent me the article. Yeah, just to give you some backstory, this article ma- makes a big claim that completely contradicts big facts. It, it is a big fact claim. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it contradicted what Nate was saying in the earlier podcast. So Instead of doing my due diligence and reading through it, I was a little busy the other day, and I Do, just I just sent it what directly. Were you doing? Uh, stuff. Nice. <laughs> More important things. Okay, sure you were. Not reading the article. Let's yes, just leave it at that. Doing other I was busy not reading the article, right. and I knew, hey, my best buddy Nate. If I just texted the article to him with no context, with no context, I know he will go into it. He will look at every little bit of the article. He'll read everything. He'll read the data, and then I'll get a conclusion out of it. Yeah, that sounds about right. So he sent me this image. He sent me this article. It was from the Huffington Post, and it it basically says, according to the Huffington Post, when it comes to domestic terrorism in America, the numbers don't lie. Far right extremists are behind far more plots and attacks than Islamic extremists. There were almost twice as many terrorist incidents by right-wing extremists than by Islamic extremists in the U.S. from 2008 to 2016. And this is all according to a report in the National Institute Investigation Fund and the Center for an Investigative Reporting Revile. So, it was contrary to what I was saying. Yep. Because they're claiming the exact opposite, right? The exact opposite. And instead of me admitting defeat, which is just that's never gonna happen. I I that's just not ever gonna happen. I mean, you can you can present as many facts as you like. You're still wrong. You're still wrong. You're, you're still wrong. Wow. So I I kind of I kind of dived into this and I ignored the article from the Huffington Post and I went straight to where they're pulling their data like from. Like the study, right? Yeah, I went straight to the study. So again, from January 2008 to the end of 2016, the data base compiles about 201 terrorist incidents and now when i classify i'm not sure how they're classifying terrorism uh, when i say terrorism it is a usually a violent act on kind of soft targets or civilians intended to evoke kind of a political goal does it have to be a political yeah, goal it does okay that's so it can't just be a, between, a violent attack on that's the civilians. difference between me stabbing someone and then me stabbing someone because i, I guess it have to be so Take the um, well. Just ha- it just has to have some sort of motive behind it. Yeah, right? it has to be a political. There has to be some sort of political motive. So when the Islamic, when Al Qaeda flies a plane into the trade center in September 11th, mm-hmm. it wasn't because they just wanted to kill themselves. It was because they wanted to scare civilians in the United States. 
Yeah. That was a political goal. So that's it's it's uh, it's a difference between just a crazy person going out there and shooting up a place and a crazy person who's motivated Yeah. To well it's like it's with a certain sort motive, of political right? yeah message i don't know if it, it couldn't maybe not just political i mean it could just be a bunch of stuff right well you take school shootings we don't that's not really terrorism it's usually like a disgruntled teen who yeah. has who has lost a couple so you would not count school shootings as terrorism no i do not count school shootings as terrorism okay unless they're motivated by a political unless there's like a political goal so like when a guy goes into a black church and is acclaimed white supremacist Okay. And kills people. That's an act of terrorism. That's an act of terrorism. Sure. So that's what that's how I explain terrorism. So the database concludes that there are 115 cases of right wing extremists. And if you see me now, which you can't, I'm throwing up my quotation marks on my fingers. Right wing extremists compared to 63 cases cases by Islamic extremists. So first off, I do have a problem because when we say Islamic extremists, what we're saying is. You're committing an action, and you one of your motives is a religion. Your religion. You're claiming a religion kind of as a motive. Sure. When you say right-wing extremists, you're kind of lumping a lot of people together. So what is right-wing, and what isn't right-wing? Well, is are they saying right-wing and saying far-right? Right-wing extremists. Okay. That's what it's saying. Well, I mean, I guess extremist implies far-right, which so consists the, of like certain groups, right? Well, the problem is... Uh, so I they have to clearly define those. Groups, I though. consider like yeah, it'd be a lot of different groups, but I consider myself a conservative on the right. But you, but you wouldn't be a right wing extremist though. No, exactly. So I consider myself on the right as a conservative. Yeah. Let's say there's like a member of the Nazi party. Is he? That would right- be a right wing extremist. But is he? Right. I mean, but are we both on the right wing? That's true. I guess you would have. I mean, we have well, very, have to, we have very have define... different, but we have very different ways we see the world. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with like white supremacists. Are we? Should we both be considered right wing? Well, that's the thing is, it all gets lumped together, right? Yeah, and so I think that's that's obviously, I think that's one of the main problems of this study. And it goes on to say that the lead reporter David Newark told the HuffPost that. Those are all graduations of white supremacy, variations on the same thing. When it comes to right-wing extremism, attackers are also mostly men and almost purely white. So, here we go. So, I kind of looked into some of these examples, and there are some problems, specifically with a few. So, when you look at them, I'm looking at a couple a couple ones, and it goes by state. So, let's take March 10, 2013. Gearson, a sovereign citizen, adherent, opens fire on two police officers during a traffic stop. He is killed by return fire. Okay. Why is this terrorism? Why is that considered? Well, well so well, they one, would say, why is it considered terrorism? Two, why is it considered right wing? Yes, right? exactly. Because terrorism, you have to have a political goal in mind or, or be motivated by something political. So, well, Do they give more context at no. all? Or is that it? And, and uh, this is the kind of summary. The I, summary of I the data, dive right? But, but one of my main problems is, again, they're classifying sovereign citizen as right-wing. And so I consider myself right-wing. I don't consider myself a sovereign citizen. I'm not going to say I don't classify all left-wingers as communists. I don't, yeah. I don't do that. Exactly. That's, that's an association fallacy. So let's go down even further. Peak, a state. Yeah, peak, a state 
prison guard kills a lawyer. This is July 31st, 2010. The Gasek prison guard kills a lawyer at gun range and steals his rifle, part of an effort to accumulate weapons for an unnamed organization that intends to overthrow the government. Tulso, a fellow guard, later is charged with helping Peek hide the weapon. So. Okay. So overthrowing the government. How is this right wing? Well, well, this is the problem, right? Is like you brought this up earlier. You said like, you know, for example, the Nazi party or white supremacists, like they don't share values with most conservatives, right? Right. Like you guys do not see eye to eye, like almost at all. Exactly. But the problem is, is like they get associated with the right wing because of who they support. Exactly. And that's wrong. You can't, you shouldn't do that. You really shouldn't do that because then I'll give you. And so with this example, I have a problem with it because we don't know his motive. There's an unnamed organization. Well, it sounds like anar- anarchism, right? Right. And so, but you could be anything like an anarchy would want to overthrow the government. Maybe the communists, most definitely. If you go back to what Lenin was saying, what Marx is saying, oh, a violent well, that, overthrow of the government. In order to make change, you have to overthrow the government. Yeah, so it could system, be literally right? anything, but now it's, it's right wing extremists. Yeah. That's the problem. So, we, my, in my last kind of more glaring incident, so this happens on August 1st, 2015, a car set on fire overnight in the, in, at the construction site of a planned parenthood clinic. No suspect has been found. You have no idea what the motives are. You've, don't know the person, and you're going to associate this with right wing. Well, of course, they're going to immediately assume it's right wing because it's at a Planned Parenthood construction site. Whether it's correlated or not, it might not even be correlated. It might be unrelated, but you can like they're going to assume, okay, this is like intentionally, this car is intentionally set on fire at this Planned Parenthood construction site. And because the right wing generally does not support Planned Parenthood, um, like they're gonna they're gonna associate right, and that's right. the problem. That's like wrong. It's they, an association fallacy. Yeah, well, yeah. it's obvious. I mean, that's the whole problem, and it's not even like I mean, I, I don't want to speak for other people, and I do consider myself a moderate. It's not that I don't support Planned Parenthood. I just don't want the government to fund it, right? Oh, yeah. We, yeah, that's a, that's but a that's whole that's a that's a whole thing for another in and of itself. But like that's the thing is, is like a most right wing people, I would assume, aren't going to light a car on fire and try to. And still fear into but, yeah, like but a how is this? Facility, that's right? right. But how how is this considered right wing? Like, how are you just jumping to the conclusion? Like, it could be a lot of reasons. Maybe the car. I mean, maybe there was a dispute with the person who was owning the car. Maybe that, that's, that's what the I'm reason. Saying. You yeah. don't know it's correlated. You have no idea because there's no suspect. No suspect was found. Right. I mean, so to take a to take a quote from a friend of mine ice cream sales go up during the summer and so does crime. Does that mean that ice cream leads to murders? Obviously no. Obviously no. And you don't see I mean I'm never going to do this cuz let's we can take a huge example when there was the shooting at the congressional baseball game. Mm-hmm. The supporter or the guy who the guy who did all the shooting was a Bernie Sanders supporter. You don't see me going out saying, "Oh, well, all Bernie Sanders supporters want to shoot up congressional baseball games and shoot members of Congress. I, I don't do that. I don't believe that's the case. No. So just because not. acts have happened in by people that claim to be claim to be part of a group. Part of a group should doesn't not be mean, associated with the group. Right. right. Doesn't mean you need you get to associate everyone. Yeah. So well I mean that that's that's the well that's the kind of the whole problem with this whole study is, you know, like you're pointing out, there's a bunch of association issues with a lot of these pieces of data a lot of these cases um and the Tons. thing is it's like there are all these acts of terrorism whether they are actual acts of terrorism or not um if they don't fit in you know they have three categories for them right isn't it three categories it's like islamic uh right wing and left wing 
I think that was it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're right. So within that data, it's like if a person doesn't associate with any party, where are you going to put them? If they're, you know, basically, if they're white and they seem to be like a white supremacist, they're going to Yeah, quote, assume, unquote, air right? quotes, yeah. Yeah, and then that's the thing is it's like that's the problem with this study is, you know, you're basically putting these very general categories and then one specific category together. Because um, you could say right wing and left wing are very, very general because – bunch of different people assume like like say they're right wing or say they're left wing and then but there's only a finite group of people that are or are not islamic right so the, that's the, the whole study is just very skewed and like it is it's, it's definitely extremely yeah and it's definitely yeah. used as a tool to make an article like that where they back up the claim that um more acts of terrorism are done by people on the far right and that could be the case but and it, you're right, because that could be the case. It could be, and that's it the thing. Is, is like if I'm you did a legitimate through, study, right? Yeah, and and like if you re if you reanalyze the data, you might have, it yeah, might actually come up their that terms. in the past, you know, what was it, eight years or however long the study is, um, it could be the fact that it is more white supremacist, it is more far right extremists, as they say, committing acts of terror. But right. the problem is, is like when you include data that isn't accurate. And doesn't really throw out apply, the study. I mean, it it kind of it skews the data, yeah, right? Exactly. So, I could be wrong. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I'm not gonna start counting. Someone needs to go into but, the data and figure it out. Yeah, I guess. but it's that's that's you've got ridiculous. free time right now. Yeah, I've got free time. I don't have a job. I'm just sitting on my butt all day playing Apex Legends. That's right. Doing real bad. You could be doing actual good in the world instead of be. wasting your time playing video games. Hey, but hey, that kid. A kid that won that Fortnite championship, he didn't he win like three million dollars or something? Yeah, some ridiculous like that. Yeah, that could be me, man. Okay, <laughs> call me when that happens. You sound really confident. I I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right, well, moving moving on from that. That's my little angry tidbit. All right, well, what do you got today, Big Bam? Um, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about surveillance and the the big the big scary. Yeah, the man, essentially. we got to watch out for Big Brother. And I'm calling this the Pentagon Balloon Festival. Ooh, I like that. See, it sounds fun, right? I like that a lot. So this is an article I found on TheGuardian.com. And it summarizes, basically talks about the military testing experimental high-altitude balloons designed to perform wide area surveillance, right? So essentially, these are unmanned, like, balloons that are capable of going, you know, tens of thousands of feet in the air and they're just like loaded with you know surveillance and like sensors and just like all this other technology and the whole point is for surveillance over a wide area right so currently they're they're testing this technology and so 25 of these solar power balloons are traveling over 250 miles across south dakota minnesota iowa wisconsin missouri and illinois so these six midwest states right so they're testing it within the midwest and the balloon, sorry, the balloons are designed to provide a persistent surveillance system to locate and deter narcotic trafficking and homeland security threats. Uh, and the way they do that is using radar to simultaneously track large amounts of individual vehicles throughout all weather conditions. And so essentially, it's a giant network of security cameras that covers hundreds of miles. So it's like, you know, it's your run of the mill. If you have a security camera outside your business, except it tracks vehicles across highways and oceans and wherever the balloons are placed. 
So, um, once these balloons have been tested, they can be used along the borders of the U.S. to track incoming boats and vehicles to combat the illegal drug trade, human trafficking, and other criminal activity. Uh, and this is a very cost-effective and much more efficient alternative to drones or manned surveillance efforts that have been used in areas like the Caribbean and Mexico in the past. Um, because currently, the technology we use is just either manned or unmanned aircraft that tries to track boats and other vehicles coming into the U.S. Um, the problem is, is organizations such as the American Civil Liberties Union are against the testing and use of these balloons, and they're concerned that the military will have the ability to track and collect data on Americans as well and their daily activities. Um, so their big concern is like, oh, you know, these if these balloons are over the domestic U.S., they're going to see not they're not going to just track you know sus suspect vehicles. They're going to be able to have data on all these citizens and like where they go to church and their grocery store and like just private data about their like everyday lives. Well, interestingly enough, I think observation balloons have their history in, I think the French revolution. I think we started using observation balloons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would put, I don't know if we put, do we put guys? I don't know if they put, do they put guys? I'm trying to remember back. If they, they would they, have to put people in the balloons. Yeah. And I think they'd look. Wow, stuff. that sounds like surveillance. <laughs> that sounds like surveillance. So, the, so yes, this not is the a, fun balloons. We're not, we're not, we're not fun ballooning it. I guess the, that's essentially what this is, is. But it's like there's no guys up there, and they're super high in the air, so you have no idea that they're there. Mm. Um, which I guess people could consider kind of creepy. Um, and for example, Jay Stanley of the ACLU, the um, what is that? American Civil Liberties Union asked the military what they're going to be doing with the vehicle data from testing in the Midwest, so the data they're collecting right now, um, how this and future data will be stored and handled, and whether the military will decide to use the balloons within the domestic U.S., like officially deploy them in the future. What? Yeah, so balloons. my question is, is this the first step of America as a surveillance state? Ooh, ooh, but they already got those cameras on traffic. On um, That's what I'm saying. Traffic lights. On traffic lights, I'm not dude. a huge fan of those. Yeah, and I'm a pretty good driver. That's what I'm saying. I've, these I've these balloons ticket. can follow you around your entire life and see if you're doing anything illegal. The balloons. Would I so? Would you rather have a balloon do it or some guy like from a satellite? There's no guys in satellites. Anymore. No, no, no. But like, there's no guys in the balloons. But it's relaying the information, right? So, would you rather have it from like a satellite or just like millions of balloons? I I guess it'd be fun to think about just a bunch of balloons above us. That's why I really? called the Pentagon Balloon Festival. The Pentagon Balloon Festival. It's I really do 24-7, like 365 days a year, it's and they're always festival. watching. And they're always watching. It's yeah. not the good balloons. Yeah. It's the bad balloons. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the thing is, is like if you put bad press on this, like people could consider this like, oh, my God, like, you know, the government basically has information on everywhere I go, everything I do, whether I'm speeding when I'm driving down the road or whether I'm, you know, obeying traffic laws, or whether I'm, you know, going to not-so-savory areas to, I don't know, whatever you do that's illegal or you don't want people to know about. <laughs> whatever you do that's illegal, you don't know. Or you want to hide, right? A lot, I feel like people have, a lot of people have stuff to hide, so. What do you have to hide, Parker? Nothing. That, that was going to be my point, is like, really? you got personally, to hide? personally, so I, you, hold on I a second. You don't want to let people know what your birthday is. Yeah. But you don't have anything to hide. No. What if the balloon finds out your birthday? It's not. <laughs> it won't. I won't let it see that I'm having a birthday party. Okay, that's we're gonna have your we're gonna have your birthday party in underground. Basement from yeah, now on. that's right. So nobody knows. You can't bring any presents 
because just in case Literally, someone in case the balloon sees you carrying the president yeah. inside, no, no, <laughs> don't let do it know, that. man. It's secret. But hey, at least everything, but, at least all the cake and stuff will be homemade. That's true. You can't buy a cake or anything because you have to make it on. Yeah, of course. Right, dude. Honestly, it sounds like a good birthday to me. It sounds like a good birthday to homemade you. Homemade we'll cake. All, we'll all be in the basement with our tinfoil hats on. Yeah. Looking up at the Blocking sky the balloons to see where the balloons hats. are. Oh my God, you're so right. But no, no, I, I think this is actually a great idea because like the operation of these balloons is very cost effective. And if you just line these across the borders and like, you know, possibly the domestic US, like the whole point is like if the government would do anything with your private information, like that would be a violation of privacy. And I'm sure they're well aware of that. But just the benefits that can come out of it. And then being able to track like illegal imports and like drug trading, human trafficking, like all this very bad stuff that people get away with. If we're able to just have surveillance on vehicles and just track that sort of thing. Well, it's all fun and games till the Chinese get a hold of it. They probably already do. Yeah, I mean, like, there are probably millions of balloons all over China. They're already doing their facial recognition, trying out their facial recognition software. Yeah. So it's all fun and games until, until the that Chinese happens. ruin it. So, yeah, if we ever got past balloons, maybe I'd be concerned. But if there's balloons overhead keeping me safe and keeping all the bad drug people out. Or potentially knowing your birthday. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's probably crossing the line. As long as you, I can it? hide my birthday. As long as you can hide the birthday. People could be getting arrested off the street for Big Brother. Yep. But as long as no one knows Parker's birthday, he's safe. That's right. Great, dude. That's, <laughs> okay, man. But yeah, look look out to have high-flying, wide-range surveillance balloons over your neighborhood soon. Was that a promotional pitch? Yeah. Wow, that was dark. Can't wait. Can't, can't wait. <laughs> In short supply. Bye, privacy. All right. Well, moving, moving on from that. So did you know? Did I know? Did you know that the National Scout Jamboree actually ends this Friday? Or today. It ends today. Wait. It's during the summer? Yeah. Really? Yeah, really. When I, I thought when I was a scout, it was like in the fall. I'm pretty sure I went to one in the fall. Well, I, oh wait, that's not the national one, is it? Yeah, because no, they well, have like they have regional ones, and then they have the national one. Yeah. So according to the Wall Street Journal, the jamboree at Summit Belchett Family National Scout Reserve ends today. There were forty-five thousand participants. Nice. Which is great. And if great you didn't, turnout. if you didn't know, we didn't, we didn't say this, but if you didn't know, Parker and I are both Eagle Scouts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We didn't tell anybody in high school. <laughs> that's. Or, or college. college. <laughs> That's true. We haven't told anyone. Now, well, now everyone knows. Yeah. Everyone knows we're nerds. That we can tie knots. I mean, I can tie like two knots still. I still remember two. <laughs> you remember two knots? That's about it. I can, do the, I can always do the square knot after the second Okay. Try. Square knot does not count. That's, that's basically zero. I can do zero. the bowline. Okay. The bow I was about line. to say, if you know how to do the bowline, you I can get save lucky, yourself from falling off a cliff. If I get lucky, I can do the two half hitch. Yeah. I was about to say, two yeah. half hitch and bowline are the yeah, only ones. If I, I get lucky, do. I can hit the two half hitch. All right. But the bow, yeah, the bowline is a good one. So there were over 20 tons of rice there. Three tons of cheese. Three tons <laughs> of cheese. Oh my God. Cheese. That's awesome. And over 190,000 boxes of cereal. Damn. Because, you know, when you're – I mean, when you're – kids, man. When you're a kid, you could eat cereal for breakfast. Cereal, lunch, rice, and cheese, baby. That's cereal, rice, and cheese. <laughs> you what don't else need anything could you else. ask for? A growing body doesn't need anything else. I mean, what else, what else, could, you, what else could you ask for? I don't so, know. So, 
what this has kind of shown is this is a, this is a, of course this is a big deal for the scouting community. It only happens once every four years. Oh, it's, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Olympics of scouting. That's right, dude. That's huge. It's the Olympics of scouting. The Olympics of scouting. So instead of competing in sports, real sports, they all get together, and and high five each other, and go camping. Yeah, it sounds and all sing right. Songs, yeah. yeah. Like the Olympics. It's a party. Yeah. It's basically the Olympics. It's basically the Olympics. Yeah. Instead of all the national anthems, we just sing. One. Um, what, what would be, what were some Boy Scout songs? Um, Did you have Boy Scout where, songs? Where, what is that? Where we always go. People want to know. Oh, who, who we are. are. So, so we tell them. them. Yeah. That's. Yeah, but we never said tigers or mighty mighty tigers. After that, we always came up with something else. Yeah, I forget, but I know what you're talking about. So this brings up a lot of questions about where Boy Scouts are, where it's going. Because in its heyday, in the '60s, Boy Scouts had about six million members, and now wow, it only has two point two. That's it. Yeah, and of course, it's it's been kind of Boy Scouts have been in the news. Well, first and foremost, I love. The Boy Scout organization. Like, I love the Boy Scout organization. Oh, no, no, no. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah, love the Boy Scout. Biggest commitment, probably, of my current life. It's a life. huge commitment. 11 yeah. years. It's, it's a, a I think long it's 11 time. years. Something like that, yeah. So, awesome. It's a really great experience. But it's been in the news a lot, right? Because you have all these sexual misconduct allegations that have definitely driven down participation. Yeah, very concerning. You have... The fact that a lot of these programs are having to pe- compete with kids' time, primarily with video games. Video games. And the fact that we're now cramming down college admissions oh, well, yeah. to, like, elementary school kids. Yeah. So, you're it, distract- I mean, you're, there's a lot more distractions. But also, I feel like, I mean, maybe it was just me growing up, but I, I think I was a part of four different troops because I moved a lot as a kid. Um, and all the troops I was in, there was always like, I wouldn't say a negative connotation with scouts, but like, if you're in scouts, you're like, you're some sort of nerd. And like, it's funny cause you're in, cause you're some sort of nerd when you're in scouts. And then once you get your Eagle scout, everyone's like, Oh wow, you got your Eagle wow, scout. That's so cool. Wow, yeah. That's pretty cool. Wow, that's wow. impressive. That's wow. actually, a, that's actually a legitimate commitment. Oh no, it's a total contradiction, right? Yeah, which but, is strange. But the, the fact that there's like such a, I would, I don't want to say negative, but there's such like a hesitant connotation towards it. Right. And it's just like, oh, you're in scouts. And like the fact that, like, you know, like we said, we would never talk about it outside of scouts. At least I never did. Right. Like I would only talk about scouts with people in scouts. So, well, your kids in high school, you're immature. You're all going to uh, all guys. Well, yeah. Well, organization. yeah. We all wear a uniform. I know. It's I like, mean, it's kind on. of embarrassing, right? And right. It, it shouldn't be. But I'm saying, like, this also might be a reason why is it's just, it's probably gotten worse. I don't know. Maybe. Well, then we have the the kind of controversial decision by the BSA to allow girls in now. Yeah, and so I mean, well, has anything came out of that? Like, are so are uh, girls, so girls actually joining? Though? So I think there's like forty five thousand girls actually joined. Wow. Okay. Um, I could I could be wrong, but that's kind of what I that's remember. Still a, that's more than I thought would. Yeah, it's. I I think I think they had now I, now admissions or participation in. BSA has, I mean, really plummeted. Yeah. So, so that also might be a move why they did allow girls in, right? Because oh, it definitely played it, a factor. It in yeah, it improves admission at least a little bit. Okay, I was totally okay. I was way off. Um, 
8,000 girls. I don't know why I okay. said. Like that 40, makes more I was sense. Pulling, I think I was pulling 45 from the fact that there were 45. Oh, at the Jamboree. Um, at the Jamboree. About? So, no, 8,000. Okay. 8, Thank, right, Thank you, Internet. And so there's, by comparison, there's 1.7 million girls across the country active in Girl Scouts. Okay. And this, is a, this is all according to the New York. Okay, 8,000 is a lot smaller number. Out of like 2.2 million, you said? I have 2.2 million. 8,000? But no, they just made the decision, lot. what, two years ago? Recently. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty recently. So, I don't know, man. I really I – hope, I hope I grow up and have kids. And well, for, I already am growing for, up. Force them to get into scouts. Well, my father had to basically force me to be oh, in scouts. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's my yeah. that, that's like the that's what I'm trying to say is the whole problem is like even as a little kid you're like, "Oh, I don't want to go to the meeting this week." Yeah. And then they force you to. Especially when you get when you're in high school and you got a car and you got to pay gas, yeah. get a job, and now you got girls are on your radar. I mean, whoo. Like, I don't want to do I don't want to go to Boy Scouts. So, but I, I had a ton of great experiences. That's true. But then you, that's the thing is like at the end of the, at the end of the day, like even if your parents have to force you through it, like you look back on it and you're like, oh man, like, you know, I, I learned so much. I gained so much. Like, and even just going on camping trips every month. Like just I think the social interaction was, with other that kids. That was awesome. Yeah. I, mean, I would you, have never that. too. That. You learn so much just God. from being around people. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a great experience. So I hope. I hope it stays around long enough that my yeah. I can force my kids into force it. my kids to go to the national jamboree. And now my daughter doesn't even if I have a daughter, she you doesn't can force have her an to do it too. Either. So <laughs> you're going to you're going to whether you like it or not. That's right. You can join Girl Scouts. You can join Boy Scouts. Up to you. Just get out of my house. Just get out of my house. So moving moving on from that, kind of an interesting little article that I found, and this isn't very recent, but this is a thing, and I came across it, and I was really surprised. So my father. Went to the Naval Academy. Yep. And we don't have enough time on the show Very impressive. to tell all the hilarious stories of what going to the Naval Academy, I guess in the 80s, yeah. was like. So I've been to the Naval Academy many times. I know the traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone rubs the statue of Bill. Everyone rubs his balls. So the entire bronze statue is like green with rust, but because of <laughs> everyone's, the balls. Because of the oil on everyone's hands yeah. rubbing his balls, he keeps has it shiny. Brass balls. So nice. Call Bill's brass balls. It's just traditions like that. So apparently I didn't know this. My father didn't know this either. At the West at West Point, there's an unwritten tradition that I doubt West Point endorses. So there's an award okay. for the last of your class. Oh, this really? is so I actually had to I actually had to find this and it's it's written about but it's kind of written a while a while back. And there was a couple of articles uh, by the Wall Street Journal like in 2006, but the most recent one that I could find was like 2011 um, in written by Oakland McCulloch, which he was at the United States Military Academy and he kind of writes about this experience. Mm-hmm. And so the very last person is called the goat because Navy is their mascot's a goat. Oh, Right, okay. there's that rivalry between the two schools. Sure. The Army's mascot is the mule, mm-hmm. and Navy's is the goat. I don't think they – they don't steal each other's animal anymore. I guess that's looked down upon. Yeah, animal nowadays. abuse probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my father would tell me that it was very easy for the Army guys to take the goat because it's a, it's a goat. Yeah. It's not that hard to it's grab. It's not going to fight you. But when they would try and take the mule, there's no way. 
Yeah. There's just no way. I feel like it's a little too heavy and a little too stubborn. You can't lift it. Yeah. (laughs) If it doesn't move, it's not going to (laughs) move. So there was no way they were ever going to get the the mule. So apparently when you – according to this guy, when you join up for West Point, you all – everyone in the class, and there's usually around 1,000 people in the class, contribute a dollar. And the guy at the very end who has the GPA closest to a 2.0, which is required to graduate, mm-hmm. gets $1,000 and gets wow. the title of GOAT. And there are actually some other pretty prominent GOATs out there. So General Custer was a GOAT. Really? General Pickett was a GOAT. <laughs> so it's kind of an unwritten tradition that so the United like, States Naval Academy has. That's kind of funny, though, that there's actual, like, like you know big name people in american history that were goats and so it kind of raises the question and he raises this question too do you have to be smart to be the goat so oh, do you have to try right. to get that 2.0 right, right? and is how it bad actually, do you how, want that thousand dollars how difficult is that actually to get that perfect grade because does that mean that you have to know the answer to every question on every test? Yeah, and then and intentionally then know, get some wrong. Right, and then know how much – Get your grade to be a certain letter. closest right? to a two. And if, But if you go under a two, you're not graduating. You get kicked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not graduating. Wow. So, I mean, that is an impressive – Now, if you're bottom of your class, you get the last pick of oh, really? where you get to go after graduation. Yeah, that's but, not fun. I mean – I, I doubt you care about that. Yeah, you just got a thousand dollars. You just you got a no care in the world. That's a lot, and the, you get to be called the goat. Think of all the thousand dollars stuff you can buy. So there's this great picture in this article of this kid raising his diploma in one hand and a, a hacky sack of cash <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in other. the other. So I just he made think it. That that's I think that that's a tradition is amazing and I love it. And I asked my father if the academy had anything like this and I don't. He said that they didn't. Oh. They didn't have anything like. What this. a shame. Yeah. What a shame. Hey, but that that also goes to show if you're last in your class, you can still go on to do great things. C's, D's get degrees. D's get degrees. I mean, uh, in some schools. I mean, George George Bush openly uh, bragged about being really terrible at school. Really? Like, oh yeah. Hey, you don't need to be like good at school to be smart. No, it's a different kind of smart. Yeah, but I mean, you can also be dumb and get away with it. So. Yeah. I mean, Just. Just you do you do you man. You do you do you man. If you do get it. the degree, good job. <laughs> if you get the degree, good job. You paid for it. He did pay for it. So, just kind of closing out on this on today's podcast. Do you have any sponsors for us today? Um, Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Oh man, a shout out. Yeah, shout out. Uh, I'll do I'll do a sponsor. Yeah, what's what's your what's your sponsor? So today I'm sponsored by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Cause really? I was I was telling you about this. I was telling you about this. I watched. It must have got on Netflix recently. It's called Fifty Fifty. It's a movie he stars in. I have not seen it. About this guy that gets cancer, and like it's just like it's basically just like, kind of just highlights the drama around you know his relationships with his parents and his girlfriend and his best friend and just like how his world changes when he's like going through the treatment and everything, and it was like. I don't know. It made my heart feel really warm inside. Made your heart feel really warm yeah. inside? Yeah, and so I, I thought he did a good job acting, and he played a Seattleite really good. So Yeah, that's because you, you went to – you were I you was were in, in Seattle, Seattle for three for, months. For a little while. So yeah. You could, did you recognize any of the locations? Yeah. Well, okay, so they – so some of the film was filmed in the city because you could see the streets, and you could see, like, the street signs and everything like that. And I was like, oh, I've been on that street. I, like, I know exactly where that is. That was kind of cool. So I don't know. It's basically I, like I was there. 
Right. And me and Joseph Gordon-Levin are best buds. Oh, you really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Basically. Man. Basically. I know everything about gonna, him. Is he going to come out when we have a single alcohol tonight? Dude, um, I texted him already. Hopefully he responds. I'm waiting for the you're text waiting, back. You're waiting for the text back? Yeah, I've been left on red so Does far. Does he have a nickname? But, Does he have a... Uh, Wait, what's his initials? Joseph Gordon. What? Uh, J- JG? No, that's weird. Yeah, all right. We're going to have to work on the nickname. All right. We're you and to... him are going to have to work on the nickname. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, you and... You and... Love it. Talk about the. Are you on a first name basis? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> the... <coughs> nice. We're working on it. All right. So, what about you? Do you have a sponsor? Dude, today's sponsor was Banana Republic. I bought oh, more yeah. jeans. Wow. Yeah, more jeans. I know. Can't ever have enough jeans. Can never have enough jeans. Yeah. So we know you was... do like your fashion. Yeah, that was today's. That was today's sponsor at the tune of a hundred and something dollars. Nice. So you know. You gotta keep you gotta keep the fashion up with all the cool kids. If you say so, you can't. I think you just need to accept that you're old now, I'm and you need old. to. I am 22 years you old. You need to start wearing your tweed jackets and My tweed and jackets. your your loafers and just. I refuse. Give up. This is a personal thing. I refuse to wear loafers. Really? Like on a personal level, I detest loafers. Yeah. And I don't really have a reason why. Hey, to each their own. To each their and own. And I don't really. I don't hate people that wear. Loafers, I just Oxford's all the way. I just can't do anything oh, no. in a business well, only, casual setting. Well, that's it. I would never wear it in business casual. I always wear loafers casual because I only yeah, I, well, just, I, I only get casual loafers and only wear them casual. I would never. I just I would never wear. I would wear flops <laughs> over loafers. <laughs> business casual flops. I would wear socks they're and like, flops. They're like leather leather flops. For yeah, I wear casual. socks and flops over loafers any day. Nice. I, I that, is, that is a good look. So as always, this wraps up today. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to reach out. And if you think that I'm wrong on something, you're wrong. So ha. Jeez. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, that's kind of jarring. <laughs> no, if you if you have a different opinion, say something. You know, uh, tweet us. We both have Twitters. Just kidding, we don't have Twitters. I have a Twitter. Oh, really? Okay, tweet Nate. Just overload his DMs. Okay, great. Overload my DMs. Yeah. All right, as always, have a great have a great night. Um, be safe out there. If you drink any yeah, alcohol, drink responsibly. I have one. Only one alcohol. I only have one That's alcohol. the limit. That's the limit. And don't cross find, that line. And if you're in Florida, find Get some that, hard coffee. Yeah. Get, get that some PBR. Blue Ribbon hard coffee, baby. Yep. And if you were that lucky guy who was able to get the Coors Light uh, Target, go to Target with the match the price. Oh, my gosh. The price match. The yeah. price match. On Amazon with their, like, 250 for a 30 rack. God. Of course. That man is, of course, like, that man is a god. <laughs> that man is a national hero. Yeah. All right. Well, have a great day. Have a great night. And we'll see you next time. All right, everyone. Take care.